three, two, one, zero, 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 zero. From the studios of WORQ in Wisconsin, this is the Stand Up For The Truth podcast. Today's issues, overlooked headlines, and biblical observations, equipping the remnant around the globe. Got your sword handy? This is Stand Up For The Truth. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in. First John 5, 1 through 5 says, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves the child born of him. By this we know that the love that by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and follow his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. For whoever has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is the one who overcomes the world? But the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. First John 5, 1 through 5. I read those because we're going to need those today after all the things we cover and talk about with Mr. John Haller. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Uh, Let's bring in John, lawyer, elder, teacher, known for his weekly prophecy updates. You can get more on him at the FBC YouTube channel. It's the Fellowship Bible Chapel in Ohio. Welcome, John. Hi, good to be with you again, David and Mary. All right, before we get into the the plethora of uh, topics we want to cover today, I'm just going to mention some headlines. Disney, I just I just take joy in this. Disney hemorrhages nine hundred million dollars in box office failures, according to recent uh, analysis. And um, also, what one thing we'll get to the Satanic Temple, real place, real real people, demonic people. They're going to host what's called the Let Us Burn tour to mock Christians, to mock God, and to kind of counteract uh, Sean Foyt's Let Us Worship tour. We'll talk about that. Former FBI agent sentenced to 46 months in prison for illegally holding class withhold. I'm sorry, illegally holding classified documents. But what about Hillary? What about Joe Biden? And the Supreme Court denies Christian colleges' appeal over transgender policy. I think we mentioned that the other day. But John, let's start with we are right around the time here, a one-year anniversary anniversary of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And one article here at the WashingtonStand.com says. 200,000 babies have been saved in a year since the uh, Dobbs decision. Now, I've heard different numbers. I've heard different analysis of those numbers. But I want to talk about this issue because politics have changed. We noticed in the midterm elections last November, a lot of Republicans shied away from the issue and got hammered. The Democrats were full-on proud of their willingness to murder pre-born babies and mothers' wombs, and they made it a campaign issue, and they did very well. So, John, before we get into some of the great points in this article by Laura Cusisto, I want to get your thoughts on where we're at and your observations. Well, the the hope was that Dobbs, or that a decision would come down at some point overturning Roe versus Wade and Casey. <coughs> um. And, you know, Roe versus Wade uh, in in January was the 50th anniversary of that decision. It's hard to believe that it's been that long. And so since then, abortion, there there have been many attempts to kind of chip away at abortion. 
uh, outright bans are immediately struck down, even in states that you would call, uh, that you would tend to call as pro-life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think the hope was among conservative, evangelical, pro-life people that once Roe versus Wade was overturned, that everything would be, would be just great. And that's not what's turned out to be. Now, I've yep. contended for a long time that once Roe is overturned, the best thing that the pro-life groups can and hope for is that it's returned to the states. Mm-hmm. So it has been returned to the states, uh, but there has been a very mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to admit that. And we have to understand, too, that for 50 years, people have been educated that this is a woman's right to abortion. Uh, now, the question is, how far do they go? And that, that's where the, the difficulty comes in. But we, it's hard to overcome that 50 years of education of everybody, of it, of, of it being beat into them that this yeah. is a right, a right yeah. this is normal and that type of thing. So now we've gone to the states. So for example, in Kansas, you know, there was a, uh, there was an attempt to put in some, um, and I don't even remember now because every state's sort of doing their own thing. Ohio enacted some restrictions. Kansas, though, went, which you would think is a conservative state, but it has some very liberal enclaves like the university areas of uh, of where the University of Kansas and Kansas State are. And remember that Kathleen Sebelius, who uh, was the Health and Human Services Secretary under uh, one of the first of the three Obama administrations that we now have had, the... Um, she she was she was the governor of Kansas, so she and she's very liberal. So Kansas Kansas failed. Other states have done well, but they've enacted things, and then the courts have come in and said, "Well, our state constitution gives a woman the right to privacy and abortion." So it's been a very mixed bag. Mm-hmm. But I do think that uh, the senator that was referenced in this one article is correct that you you might be able to say that uh, I think there's a senator Langford from Oklahoma that about 200,000 lives may have been saved since the Dobbs decision mm-hmm. came down a year ago this past week. But it's been a very mixed bag, and the hard work is just beginning. And so the question then is, how how far do you go? I mean, I, I personally think that this is murder. I think a lot of us yeah. that are listening to this program would agree with that. But then the question is, you know, what's the way to implement, get what we think in, enacted into law? That's we have a part. massive amount of education to do of people, mm-hmm. though, because we're fighting against 50 years of a exactly. narrative being shoved down people's throats. Exactly. Ray Comfort has a great new uh, video or DVD out called What Is It? <laughs> and so if you go back and define exactly what it it is in a pregnant woman, a mother's womb, and understand that, okay, from... Let's, let's just set aside the Bible for a moment from science and biology that it is a preborn human life. We might call a baby or a fetus, but a fetus simply means, means offspring or little one in Latin. 
So we, we have to go back and define that. But you're right, John, a lot of misinformation and miseducation for the last 50 years. Yeah, and there were some complications, too, in some states, including Wisconsin, because uh, back in the 19th century, there were laws already on the books stating that abortion was, remember that in uh, yes, Wisconsin, David? Correct. They were saying, you know, well, Roe canceled that out. Well, no, the, the courts are not even sure. I haven't had an update on Wisconsin, but, you know, you're looking at laws that have been on the books for 150 years, and so that complicates the process. As does the ordering of abortion pills online that complicates oh my it too. goodness yes that's and where a lot it's of women massively are. confusing too and then you have states like california and some other liberal states that are turning themselves into abortion sanctuary states mm-hmm. so that even a young girl um who they will claim i think this was an incident that happened from ohio a young lady taken to indiana or someplace else to get an abortion mm-hmm. yeah or illinois i guess it was and it, it gets very confusing as to what uh, people can do, but yeah, you're you're exactly right, Mary and David, both that this you layer on top of this the availability of this uh, abortion drug, uh, the morning after pill or whatever they call it. It's um, it, it's a very complicated issue. The battle's not over, and it's no time to give up. But it's not. I don't think it's been as easy as a lot of conservative and pro-life people right. thought it was going to be. Yeah. Right. I, my mm-hmm. thinking always was, once it's returned to the states, that's where the real battle is. Yes. And as you can see, we're we're fairly pretty pretty easy to say that we are a very very divided country. Yes. And uh, you know, you have a lot of people even in the church that uh, waver on the issue, so-called ch- people who believe they're part of the church who yes. waver on this issue and that type of thing. Unbelievable, really. And lives are at stake. It's, it's, it's pretty shocking. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be, I would highly recommend that people just want to get educated on this and see how people on the left respond to questions. Just go to YouTube and Google Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana asking, uh, people from, uh, what I call the O Biden administration and others who come in to justify, you know, the, the transgender agenda, the, the, the pro abortion agenda, that type of thing and asking them questions and they won't answer the question because they know that the answer would be true. But for example, now, if, if Kennedy asked one of these people from the uh, government, is this a boy or a girl? In the in the womb, they would say, "Well, we don't know yet. You know, we we don't know whether it's a boy or girl or something, some other sort of gender." Yeah, it's um, you know, you know, you look at this and you you just wonder how long the Lord will allow this to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. been fifty years, and the Lord is patient, but at some time, massive judgment is going to come down on America. I think we have a picture of that. If, if I'm here. I'm going to swerve off topic just a little bit. But I sent you some things about commercial real estate and what's going on. And the Wall Street Journal had a thing that Wall Street's really giving up on downtown properties. <clears throat> and in many, many, in many cities, these large commercial office buildings are completely empty because of what happened after the, the uh, pandemic restrictions. People haven't returned and, in many respects, a lot of them, and this is talking about places in the Midwest that they don't think a lot of these downtowns will come back for, if they ever do, for at least 25 years. Hmm. But one of the hmm. most uh, heavily damaged commercial real estate cities has been uh, San Francisco. 
in San Francisco, two of the major hotels owned by one group, the largest hotel in San Francisco, about 2,000 rooms, the Hilton and then a Park 55, uh, have closed. That represents over 3,000 hotel rooms. Wow. Uh, they, they haven't closed. They've, the owner of the properties has a loan on the buildings and they've just said, okay, lender, you do what you want. We're giving you the keys. Uh, Westfield properties, which owns a lot of the large upscale shopping malls across the country. There's a rather large shopping mall or was uh, still sort of a large shopping mall in downtown San Francisco. I think it's around market street. And they called San Francisco Center, and they just said, we're giving the keys back to the, the lender, and the lender can decide what to do. Mm. Nordstrom is closing, another mm-hmm. major stores, another a bunch of other stores have closed. <clears throat> so the mall right now is about 50% unoccupied. Now, I would say that when I look at the destruction of commercial real estate in San Francisco, I think I can f- be fairly confident in saying that this is part of the judgment of God. That, you know, one of our wealthiest, most beautiful cities is being destroyed. And I think it's, it's happening because of God's judgment for what goes on there and what's been allowed to go on there for many, mm-hmm. many years. Yeah. Sin and crime destroys cities more than anything. And then the homeless situation, mm-hmm. people are fearful. They don't want to navigate. No store is worth it to people who, who want to just be left alone, yeah. unmolested, so to speak. And, and then now they're, they're concerned about the crime. Uh, and other things they don't want to see. Yeah, in many places that they have defunded the police departments yeah. there, which is that, right. I- idiocy. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. I went to a seminar in San Francisco four years ago <laughs> in April, March or April, and I knew then that that would, the, would be probably the last time I would ever be in that city in my life. <laughs> and we used to go to San Francisco a fair amount. So uh, it's a beautiful place, uh, you know, great restaurants, beautiful scenery, things to do, but uh, what I saw on the street, uh, you know, from the subway exit to up the escalator to the street, I probably saw 20, 25 homeless people sleep in the subway, you know, the subway entrance. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it was more of the same when you got above ground. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it it's shocking when you see it. And, uh, but it, the, the commercial real estate thing, this is going to happen all across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've not priced this demand destruction into the market. I mean, just drive around where you live. I don't know what it's like. Well, I do know a little bit of what it's like where you live because I was there just recently. But you drive around in the middle of the day, like here in Columbus, Ohio, you drive by these massive office buildings and in the suburbs and everywhere. And the parking lots are largely empty. Well, somebody has a loan on those on those properties, and a bank has that loan in its portfolio, and they've been able to kick the can down the road. But at some point, that stops, and when that stops, that just percolates through the market, and it's going to be a huge, huge problem. Speaking and, of Col- uh, so, the economy is teetering on the brink too. Yeah, speaking of Columbus, Ohio, we're going to get to this. Uh, the Pride Parade there attracted seven hundred thousand. People, John, come on, you live there. Uh, I do. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, they touted that they were one of the largest, uh, maybe first or second in the country for the Pride Parade. And it, uh, the attendance a couple of years ago was 500,000. Wow. This year, the Stonewall group that runs that, uh, down in a, what's called the Short North, it's, there's a, it's a heavily, populated by alternative lifestyles, let's just say, <laughs> uh, just north of downtown Columbus. 
Uh, they said 700,000. And the pictures of, as I've watched some of these pride parades, uh, I would just encourage people to be very careful, you know, what you see, because they're posted a lot on Twitter. And they're pornographic. They're, and people are yeah. standing there with their children. Yeah. They're three, four, five-year-old children. And then if somebody like me comes along and says, that's G-R-O-O-M-I-N-G, you know, you'll get knocked off of social media for making what they claim is a false accusation, but it's done to desensitize them, right. the children, to this to these lifestyles. Yes, it is. It's it's unbelievable. Well, we were talking before the podcast the marketing of evil. David Capellian came out with a very important book, uh, maybe five ten years ago. Phenomenal book, and that's what they have. They have the edge on marketing promoting the perverse, and they have indoctrinated yeah. an entire culture. Up here in uh, the upper Midwest, there was a Pride Day on Saturday from 1 to 8 here in town, and then <laughs> uh, in Oshkosh, again, 1 to 8 on Sunday. And I did Only, a, only I, seven hours each only day? Only seven hours each day, and it, they took it on the road. And I actually went uh, downtown in the afternoon. Um, we, we drove around to see if people were going to turn out, because there's a huge farm market in the morning for families, and then this was marketed as family-friendly. So we drove around a little bit, and there was no traffic. There were buses. Obviously, it's a it's a template. They, it's a road show. It's a road show. They're probably paid by who knows who to bring this in town. It was a drag show. It was music and, and face painting and unicorns, blah, blah, blah. But we looked, and there were probably not even 100 people at this thing. Um, so at least up here in Happy Valley, when they're, they're busing people in, drag queens... The families are not turning out, but to say it's family friendly. And then the other thing is what happened to obscenity laws in cities? Whatever happened to arresting people who break these, you know, how many years ago you couldn't say A, B, C, and D in a movie and now, um, new public nudity? Yeah. What happened to these, yeah. to the laws over well, this? It's artistic expression. Oh, is that you it? can't censor that, right, John? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, yeah. So at the end of the update that I posted on Sunday, uh, I, by the way, I only got scratched the surface of what I had prepared since I hadn't done <laughs> uh, one for a couple of weeks since I was in Scotland speaking oh. at a conference. Oh, we got to get to that too. Right, right, right. But the, um, the nanny state at the end of the, the last video I think I played in my update. So Fellowship Bible Chapel on YouTube or Real FBC on Rumble. There was a, this is from the New York Pride Parade. You can find it all over Twitter. Yep. They're marching and they're chanting. A large, large group of people. That's right. I'm looking we're at it right here, now. We're queer. Yeah. We're coming for your children. That's right. That's what they say. Yeah. And we've known and, this. you know if if I if I said this, I would be again. I would be accused of spreading disinformation on social media. But the the video is there, and just be careful. There's I I did notice it when I I pulled the video off Twitter that there's a lady so sort of in a little bit of state of undress. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you put that kind uh, of yeah. really It's just a little short clip in there, and I apologize for that. But uh, it's not, but this is nothing, 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 nothing compared to the other videos that you can find about right. what they're doing on the street. As people, you can see the people standing there with their kids. Children. And you see them posting on Twitter and everything. Oh, look, we went to the Pride Parade, and I took my little child there yeah. to learn about diversity and uh, other people, and I don't think they understand the uh, so the I'm, destruction that they're bringing into their own no, lives. No, no, they are going to push this, and they're not even shy about it anymore. Because, as you said, I'm following Jim Caviezel on Twitter, and he said 
Uh, he shared a quote. When did you start to believe your conspiracy theory was correct? Answer, well, they just started saying it out loud in front of the cameras. So now they're not even keeping this a secret. They're bold. They're coming after your children. And we've been, uh, some of us have been considered right-wingers, fanatics, conspiracy theorists, talking about the public schools. And, uh, you know, when did we stop being concerned about protecting children in America, John Haller? I don't think we ever stopped being concerned, but we certainly have not been speaking out against these demonic agendas. Well, this started, uh, if you trace the history of it, you can probably go back into the late 1800s, early 1900s, as uh, different people like the Dulles brothers, uh, John Foster Dulles, who was Secretary of State, his brother, they were very influential in the government, other people in the education system who decided that they were going to change culture. And so there has been this, what a lot of people refer to as the long march through the institutions. Antonio Gramsci. So, right. Yeah. So, so right now, as we, as we sort of trying to figure out what do we do about this, understand that we're, we're fighting against a hundred years of indoctrination mm -hmm. or over a hundred years. And it's, it's happened on every level. So now you see it. Um, it, it's sort of like the game that you play when you go to an amusement park, whack-a-mole. Um, <laughs> it keeps popping up everywhere, and you, you hit one, another one pops up, and it, it's very difficult to deal with. At some point, though, I think we're at the stage where, you know, God just says, just as he did in the, in the Old Testament with Israel, and he's done this throughout history with nations, at some point just, God just says that it's up. It's over. I'm done with you. You're going to be judged. And sometimes he'll use an even worse culture or government to judge you. Then he'll eventually he'll get around to judging them. Uh, but this is what happened with Israel. The Babylonians came in and judged them. And eventually God came back, and, or the Assyrians and, and others, and said, you know, I'm going to get you for what you did to my people. But you had, you know, what you did to my people was was with my approval, I guess is the best way of saying that. And I really think we're at that stage there. So this, this thing, as I was sort of thinking about this to, today, David, um, what's going on right now in the world is a, uh, a revolution. I, I, I don't remember who I read this morning. Somebody said this, this is a coup d'etat. Hmm. And you know, a lot of times the people are saying this are not what I would consider to be, uh, conservative evangelical Christians. These are conservatives, but, you know, sometimes they may approve of gay marriage and that type of thing. And even they're recognizing that something is seriously, seriously wrong. And this is happening on so many different levels. I mean, it would be, if we really sat here and tried to analyze it, you know, we would, we would sit here for a week talking about it because there's that many things going on. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Well, John, one more thing before uh, we kind of switch gears again. We're talking about how open the left is. And, and you know, we're, our, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, forces of darkness. But these forces use human beings to advance their agendas. So what we're seeing is an openness and almost a blatantly prideful, if I can use that language, mocking of God, as we are warned. It's very prophetic. Peter wrote about it. And uh, there's a satanic temple now. Well, actually, it's a movement. It's an organization. They're hosting a Let Us Burn 
tour. So they're going to hold these events. Let us burn. In other words, like burn in hell. Let us burn events at state capitals in order to mock God and believers. And um, Sean Foyt was doing this Let Us Worship tour for the past several years, getting Christians, conservatives, um, they're, they're sharing the gospel. Some people have been saved. Some people have uh, been turned away from their addictions. And some good things happening, and they're trying to influence you know, politics. Um, but now we've got these Satanists saying, okay, we're, uh, we can top that. We're going to have a Let It Burn tour. So Sean Foyt says, imitation is the highest form of flattery. So they're doing this, and I just want to just share this article from Harbinger's Daily on what the Satanic Temple is doing. But the point, John, um, is they are trying to continue to counteract what God is doing through his people in America. There's a, never a, a place where there's no battle, right? It's a, there's always warfare. Yeah, it's it's coming on me as I read the article you wrote there at your website about the Satanic Temple. It's it's something that's not really even hid now. I mean, mm-hmm. so for example, I saw a guy at a pride parade, and this picture, this stuff just pops up on my Twitter feed uh, from people I don't even know. But he had a picture on. Uh, it said, um, "Not yet, Jesus," hmm. or "Jesus, not yet," and it had the Baphomet goat's head symbol, like similar to the statue that's in your article on the Satanic Temple. And it, it's so blatant, and it's not even head. The, the Secretary of, Undersecretary, I think it is, of the uh, Health and Human Services, the fake Admiral, uh, Richard Levine, yeah. or Rachel Levine, that he calls himself now. Yeah. Uh, and he never changed his chromosomes, by the way. He's yeah. still <laughs> biologically a male. Yes. Um he said that it, it's not just a pride month. It's now the summer of pride. And this is happening, this is happening all over the world. Um, well, it's queer all year. It's, it's a year around promotion and what did you call it? Um, it's, it's a telethon. It's a, it's a, it's a year round telethon of <laughs> yeah. the marketing of evil yeah. and pride is the driver of all this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And this, the whole thing with the transgender, push and everything it's it's really to have people question the basics of life and it it confuses everybody and and you can see people sort of in a state of confusion i even see it with uh, even somewhat in our local schools here there's teachers who tell me that this is being pushed by teachers and this in yes. this this is suburban yes. middle america conservative you know, I mean, our, my county may have supported Trump uh, in the last election, 75-25. I'm not sure, but that's just a wild guess. Jim Jordan is my congressman. Oh, yes. Fortunate. But mm-hmm. even in the schools around here, it's a problem. And if you complain mm-hmm. about it, you become on a terror watch list. You're a white supremacist and that type of thing. So they've really uh, weaponized the justice system against people that don't disagree that the people that disagree with them politically mm-hmm. that's probably we, we've had a revolution in this country I, there's just no other way to describe it i mean there's still good judges there's still good prosecutors and that type of thing but by and large the federal government and a lot of state governments have been completely um compromised and mm-hmm. weaponized against the opposition mm-hmm. i yeah. just saw that california i think has just enacted a statute or it's going through the approval process in the legislature to make California a 
sanctuary state for children who want to mm-hmm. be sexually uh, um, uh, mutilated and change, you know, fake change from one uh, sex to another. It's fake. It doesn't work. Uh, and there's, there's stories that come out and you'll see them for a while and then they're gone because the social media companies take them down about people who transitioned who want to change back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's been a problem. Yeah. And this was, uh, there's a very famous guy named Paul McHugh, who was the chief psychiatrist at Johns Hopkins University, where the first sex reassignment surgery was done. And that came from a psychiatrist at that, you know, at that institution. Uh, and I would say I would put him sort of in the category of Kinsey, who would, who mm-hmm. operated out of yep. Indiana University and mm-hmm. who was a sexual pervert, yep. who brought this into, uh, mainstream culture, faked research and that type of thing. But yes. McHugh said in a Wall Street Journal article almost nine or 10 years ago that what they found was that, you know, the, the claim is if we don't let them have these surgeries, they'll commit suicide. But what they found was that the people who had actually had the surgeries were 19 times more likely to commit suicide more than those who had not. More depressed and confused. Okay. And that if you just worked with them, uh, well into the 90% would would not go through the change. Wow. You know, you were talking about things being all over the world, and I can't help but think of Romans 1. It says, God gave them over to a depraved mind, a mind that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And we can see that because yes. when I first read those verses in the 80s, I'm thinking a minority of people with depraved minds. I think we're looking at a lot of people with depraved minds. It's a compl- I look at that verse completely differently as the years go by, and I... I, you know, God, we are seeing God's hand, even though judgment hasn't dropped yet. We're still seeing God's hand because he's giving them over. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the giving over to the depraved mind is itself a judgment of God. Yep. Yes. And people really, yes. I, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, I watched Senator Kennedy and in, in questioning these people, like what, how many genders are there? How many sexes are there? All right, John, we've got to and take a break. Saying there's, it's a multitude, and it's just it's insanity. When we come back, the Church of the World Economic Forum, will AI be used to rewrite the Bible? Also, we'll get John's take on the Trump indictment and the Espionage Act. And how far will AI go? More with John Haller when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth. Your prayers and ongoing financial support keep our Truth at Any Cost mission strong. StandUpForTheTruth.com All right, just to uh, wrap up our thoughts from the first segment, going back to the one-year anniversary of the overturning of Roe v. According to this article, it's only been a decrease of about 3% of abortions, uh, which is not that high. Also, it was expected that roughly half of the states, only 25 would outlaw many or most abortions. Well, that number is only 14 states. So the pro-life movement is not really moving like we may have expected. And also, another conclusion from that article, it seems after a year, Democrats care more about the issue, and what issue, uh, killing pre-born babies in mothers' wombs. They care more about, they are more motivated, is what the article says, than Christians or pro-lifers are to protect babies and children and speak out against that. So just some disturbing takeaways and uh, going back to the Satanic Temple. Remember, they launched a new religious medical services arm, and because of the overturning of Roe v. Wade, they began uh, doing abortions because they considered a religious ritual, and they compare murdering babies to baptism or communion for Christians, our quote. 
rituals. So there's demonic stuff happening. Romans 1 is definitely a good place to go. Also, Isaiah 5.20, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Uh, Mayor, I'll let you just uh, go with this. Where do you want to start this second segment? Uh, the Church of WEF, I guess, okay. AI to rewrite the Bible, question mark. Joel Egius, I think his name is. This is fascinating. Uh, it, it starts out by saying, religion is a powerful tool. If you can get people to unite by believing in something, you can use them to your advantage. And it talks about weaponizing religion, which creates a force like no other, especially if you control the beliefs that are held by those who subscribe to your particular religion. John, help us decide here what in the world is going on. <laughs> well, I think, so let me just lead into this with a couple things. So there's... Uh, this thing that, you know, when we talk about Bible prophecy, I talk about the acceleration of everything that's mm-hmm. happening in the, in the convergence. And there's a quote in the Hemingway book, uh, you know, where two guys are talking and one says, well, how did you end up, how did you ever go bankrupt? And he says, well, two ways, gra- uh, gradually, then suddenly. <laughs> and I think this is what we see is that uh, as we get closer to the end, you yes, know, the, yeah, the book yeah. of Daniel that's said good. it was sealed up until the time at that's the end prophecy. the wise would understand. Yeah. Yeah. Quickly. And so I'm not saying Hemingway was a prophet, but I, what Heming, the principle <laughs> Hemingway announced applies over to Bible prophecy and the way it's going to unfold in the end times. And secondly, there's a famous quote about when people stop believing in God, they don't believe in nothing. They believe everything. Mm-hmm. In anything. And I think this is an example yeah. of what we have. So let me back up to this. Now, now Snopes will say that whatever this uh, guy wrote in the Spectator Australia, the Church of WEF, to rewrite the Bible is that that's fake. That's not true. But listen, just look at what was said. In 2015, and so the what a lot of us in the prophecy community refer to Yuval Noah Harari a Jewish professor of medieval history who's written a couple books. He's sold probably, he's now approaching probably 50 million books sold. I mean, so this is uh, left behind territory. <clears throat> he's incredibly popular. And in 2015, he went to Google headquarters and he started, I've played this clip many, many times and people ought to look at what he said mm-hmm. and believe what he said. So a lot of us refer to him as the false prophet of the world economic forum. And we don't know exactly yet what what this end times religion is going to be. But he said this at Google headquarters. I love coming here to Silicon Valley because it is here that the religions that will control humanity in the 21st century are being created. Mm. That's that's from his own words. It's documented. That was eight years ago Mm. that he went to Google headquarters and said that. He came out in his book, uh, Homo Deus, and said that, uh, or another book, 20, uh, 21 Lessons for, for the 21st Century. And he says, you know, there's a lot of fake news. The Bible's fake news. This resurrection is fake news. But he then came out. He did a forum just a couple weeks ago, AI and the Future of Humanity. And he said this. It's the about artificial intelligence. It's the first technology ever that we that can create new ideas, you know. Uh, the printing press, radio, television, they broadcast, they spread the ideas created by the human brain, by the human mind. And he talks about the fact that now we are on the verge of, he says, that AI is capable of creating new ideas and can even write a new Bible. That's a direct quote from him. So what Snopes says, Snopes is fake. I'm calling fake on Snopes. Mm-hmm. And we know that uh, they're there to kind of, uh, they're, Snopes should be called Gaslight Inc. Yes. 
you know, that uh, what you're seeing is not actually what you're seeing. Yes. So he said this also throughout history, religious religions dreamt about having a book written by a superhuman intelligence, by a non-human entity. In a few years, there might be religions that we that are actually correct. Just think about a religion whose holy book is written by A.I., that could be a reality in a few years. <clears throat> and a lot of them talk about this. But even in the New York Times, um, Ezra Klein wrote an article a few months back when this sort of was becoming very controversial with the rollout of ChatGPT4. They, Ezra Klein said that it appears that we're summoning demons. Eliezer Yudkowsky, who is one of the sort of leading minds behind the development of artificial intelligence came out and said that it does seem like we're summoning demons and that there needs to be something done to shut this down. But listen, this is not being shut down. Mm -hmm. It's not being rolled back. Nobody is stopping it. China's going to go forward. It's going to have military applications. Uh, you know, they're, they're, you see these drone formations with the lights and everything where they're painting pictures in the sky with drones. That's all artificial intelligence. No way a human being could control all of that. Mm-hmm. And so this has been going on for 10 years. NVIDIA, the CEO of NVIDIA spoke recently, and he's been with the company since the founding. And NVIDIA is a, a video graphics chip, but they've programmed it so it can work with artificial intelligence. They just came out with a new chip. It's about the size of an iPad, so it's not, but it has 200 billion transistors in it. What? 200 billion transistors in one chip. And so you're seeing, you're going to, you're going to see things that are fake videos. A a friend of mine sent me kind of a joke since I was just in Scotland (laughs) and there's a scene from, um, the guy, the guy who wouldn't race in the, uh, in the Olympics because it happened on a Sunday and they were training on the beach in St. Andrews, Scotland. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he sort of, uh, Photoshop or artificial intelligence. My, a part of picture he grabbed for me from YouTube into the running, one of the running scenes on the beach. And my wife, she refuses to believe that that's me, but I said, because I, somebody running on the beach, which <laughs> she, you know, I would not do or something like that. But, um, and that, that's just somebody playing around at home. I had people sending me pictures. Uh, they asked, you know, artificial intelligence to create, you know, the Temple Mount 2,000 years ago. Now, it, it probably didn't have the correct prompts put into it because it included the Dome of the Rock, which wasn't there until the late 600s A.D. But this, I don't think we understand what's going to happen in this next election. No. They're, they're going to be fake videos of Trump doing something. They're going to be sure. fake. It, it's, it's, it's going to be a very strange world and people just to the truth you can believe is the truth of the word of God. So you're going to have to be grounded in that. Boy. Mm-hmm. And what? it's going to be very, very difficult to understand what's going on in the world. So they do want to create this religion. Mm-hmm. They want to yeah. control everything. There's, you know, the infrastructure of what we think will be a central bank digital currency is supposed to roll out the end of this week in America, the payment system. Mm -hmm. And then you have the WHO Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, entering, you know, saying they're going to use the EU digital ID infrastructure so that when the next crisis, health crisis comes around, you're going to be shut down. 
I, I don't know how else to say this. So I think there's some ways to protect yourselves, but, and there's some people talking about it, but it's, it's going to be a very difficult world to navigate. Oh my very, goodness. Very, very shortly. Yes. Don, I don't want to miss the point of this article here, um, the Church of WEF, because you quoted him about, uh, um, religions dreamt about having a book written by a superhuman intelligence. The next paragraph says, there seems to be an incredulous irony to this new urge to deify artificial intelligence. So as I read that step further kind of thing, of course, I thought of um, the image of the beast and, and worshiping. Mm. You know, over the years, I, I never dreamt or I could wrap my head around any of this until now. Yeah. But to deify AI, now that's a whole other level. Ah. Right. In, in fact, uh Harari mentioned, alluded to that, and I've been following this guy for a while, I think since 2018, and he spoke at Davos. He had the most popular some sessions at Davos. The, the place was packed, according to people that were there. And what he said was, you know, it's we've, we have talked about a God above the clouds for a long time that's fake, but now we're talking about a God in the clouds, like the cloud of data and information. And the ones who control data will control the world. And so that's, that's what this comes down to is yep. a lot of, a lot of things about control. And I, I do think that people look at it and it does seem like there's a demonic thing. I mean, there, there are some good things that can come out of this. You know, they, they've tried, to, but there's bad things too. I mean, the 60 minutes piece that, uh, they did about two months ago. Uh, Scott Pelleg on 60 Minutes on artificial intelligence. They talked about proteins and to do a three dimensional structure of proteins used to take a PhD research scientist, a PhD research scientist, a year to do one, five years to do one. They spent a couple of years trying to figure out how to apply artificial intelligence to it. And once they did that, they were able to do all 200 biological, mm. 200 million biological proteins in a very short period of time, literally seconds. Wow. So they did a billion years of a PhD scientist time in comparative seconds to unlock the three-dimensional structure of these proteins. They're going to do this with DNA. They're going to do this with uh, chromosomes, with genes, and that type of thing. So we're, we're sort of at the leading edge of this. And at some point with this goal to create this perfect humanity, this is Tower of Babel type stuff. Yes. And we know that God intervened at the Tower of Babel. So the, the question is, where along this time frame does God intervene? I think we're getting close to that time. Uh, I think God, it, I'll refer to, I did a talk on it at Calgary. You can go to the last day's Bible conference on YouTube and find that talk. I did some on artificial intelligence. I talked about it in Scotland. I don't know that those are up yet. Watched RTN TV, Run the Truth Network TV, RTN TV, uh, for the, to be posted. Um, because I, I, I think there's, I think there's some time markers that God gave us. Just like he gave Daniel time markers for the first coming of Messiah. I think there are some time markers in the Bible for the second yeah. coming of Messiah. And I'm not date setting or anything like that, but I think no. we're in the season. 
Well, we're encouraged to discern the times and understand. And Jesus talked about, uh, you know, the, we can discern the weather. Or at that time, he was talking to the religious right. leaders. You can discern the, you can look at the sky and predict the weather, but you don't see. I'm right in front of you. The Messiah was right there. But John, uh, we only have ten minutes left, so um, <laughs> I, we wanted to talk about Scotland since you brought up Eric Liddell and running on the beach and the nanny state. But we also want to talk about the third or the the Jewish temple. Uh, what do you want to do first? Well, let's talk about Scotland. So okay. Scotland's, look, they're wonderful people. They're all friendly. And somebody said, well, it's, a, it's hard to describe the beauty of the country and the beauty of the golf courses. I mean, I'm a golfer, <laughs> and this is, it's it's sort of a otherworldly experience to play there on the ocean. I mean, uh, and I played one of the top, probably the top golf course in Scotland, uh, Royal Dornock, while I was there. And it's just it's it's hard to describe as somebody who loves the game of golf. But the one thing I noticed driving around Scotland is there are cameras everywhere. I went in a store to pay, with, and I got to the checkout, pay with a credit card. It's a large chain across Scotland. And they said there's only 5 million people in Scotland, 5 million Scots. I think I saw every one of them because um, I was across the breadth of the country, and I couldn't believe there are just 5 million people that, that live here. But I, as I went to pay... My, it takes a picture of me and it pops up on the self checkout screen, video screen. And the guy has to come over to approve it. And I walk out of the store and I forgot something. So I go back, get it and come in, put my credit card in and then boom, there's the picture that was just taken of me literally a minute ago up on the screen. It's already into the database. Wow. There are speed cameras and they use a thing, crazy thing called average speed. Um, you know, like, so if you're going 80 in a 70 mile per hour zone, but you drive 60 in a 70 mile per hour zone, it kind of balances out to 70. And, and they have people that sit there and that's all they do is analyze this data. And there's cameras all over the country, everywhere you go at intersections and everything. And it just, I, you really begin to feel like you're being watched. And so this is coming here. It sounds like China. So, yeah, it is. And, and listen, this it's happening in America too. I mean, when you go through customs and security, it takes they take a picture of you, and it analyzes what's on your passport to make sure you're the same person. I had to take my glasses off. Mm -hmm. So at customs at JFK in New York when I returned. So this is happening all over the world. You need to know it's coming. So let me let's just go to the Middle East sure. real quickly because. This sort of is the epicenter, as I think Joel Rosenberg described many years ago, of Bible prophecy. Uh, there's a lot of talk about rebuilding the temple. Now, how quickly this comes and how this comes about is anybody's guess. Um, but I'll make a couple of comments. There was a, uh, a recently a Likud member of the Knesset from the Likud party, which is the party with the most people in the Knesset, Netanyahu's party, mm -hmm came out and said that the Temple Mount should be divided, that you guys can have Al-Aqsa Mosque, but we get the other side. We get where the Dome of the Rock is and to the north. And so there's, so where is the temple going to be rebuilt? And that's, that's going to be decided. I think personally, these two, two witnesses that are coming that are prophesied in Revelation may have some, uh, control over where that's going to happen. But it was kind of interesting. Iran came out a couple weeks ago. And announced that they now have a hypersonic missile that they're ready to roll out. Now that, that's kind of a game changer. Those things run at Iran claimed that it was Mach 15, 15 times the speed of sound. 
it's going to be very difficult to shoot those down. I think that there's technology developing on the other side. In fact, uh, Israel, Raphael, an Israeli defense firm, came out and announced that they were developing a defense missile system to shoot down hypersonic rockets. But these things really can't be controlled or targeted by human minds. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, in the, in, when it was announced in Iran that we have this hypersonic missile, the announcement, they had sort of like a blow up, like those, uh, like a blow up, uh, bouncy house of the Dome of the Rock there in Tehran where they made the announcement. And so I was thinking like, well, maybe artificial intelligence will gather the data and they might take the picture of the Dome of the Rock and think that that's the target that we're going to shoot down, that we're going to take out with mm-hmm. this hypersonic missile. So maybe mm-hmm. AI will help in that respect to rebuild the temple. Interesting. But there's, um, I mean, you know, it's, it's data. It's out there on the Internet. So they may they may pick, take the picture and, uh, and use it to develop a targeting, the target coordinates for the, the missile. But the fact of the matter is this is being talked about. Um, there's, uh, much going on in Israel. There's a weaponization of the justice system against Netanyahu because they don't like him. They recently, the, the court, which is not really pro Netanyahu by any stretch of the engine came out and said this, some of these bribery cases against him. You, they've called all their important witnesses and the court said, prosecution, attorney general, you haven't proved your case. It's probably going to be dismissed. And but this is not reported in the Israeli press by the mainstream Israeli media. Mm-hmm. It's it's very similar to what's going on here with yeah. the Trump indictment and that type of thing. There's there's very significant parallels between the two. Interesting, yeah. It's um and and I see this quite a bit. So I I think you know you even have a guy like Alan Dershowitz who's uh, left wing, but I I would call him a classic liberal in the sense that. He believes in constitutional rights and that type of thing. And he thinks the whole Trump indictment uh, under the Espionage Act, it's a weaponization of this, should be dismissed. And he's very troubled by what he sees going on. Jonathan Turley, who I'd call a center-left law professor, is the same. And when either Dershowitz or Turley post something on Twitter, all the other people say, oh, you're in you're in that cult now. You're in that, that cult, that QAnon cult. So... We're so divided, you know. It's, it's sometimes it's very depressing to read through a, th- a Twitter thread. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a friend of mine will post something. It's very right. reasonable. I think of Caroline Glick, who I respect a lot, uh, a commentator, writer in, in Israel. Melanie Phillips, the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, good thinkers, Jewish. They're going to shreds by other people, and this is the thing that I think I. Notice going on in the culture, they have no problem mutilating children mm-hmm. to further a political, moral agenda. That yes. Do you think that they will have any compunction mutilating you or tearing you apart? Mm. That this is this is the world that we live in yeah. right now. Yeah, and that, that's scary. When we can tell, though, John Haller, that we Americans. Society, we have been divided on purpose. That was part of the plan to get people right. in little groups to combat each other. And division promotes chaos, and chaos can lead to destruction, further destruction. Mm-hmm. It's on purpose. Yeah. yeah, and John, I wanted to go back just a second here to the uh, um, the hypersonic missile 
Tehran put up billboards, and I have a picture over here in front of me. They put up billboards all around Tel Aviv. 400 yeah, seconds. You know 400 seconds is 6.66 minutes. Wow. Just that's so exactly you know, right. that's a freebie. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. 666. <laughs> 6.66 minutes. I'm sure that's just a coincidence. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and I know we don't have time, but I'm going <laughs> to try minutes. to do a, mid, Go. a midweek update. And I think that in that I'll try to do this this whole Russia, Ukraine, and potential coup in Russia, and that type of thing is very difficult to analyze. So um, yeah. anything I put up is going to be severely criticized. Oh, you just don't understand. Mm-hmm. You're pro this, you're pro that. And, you know, it's like I, I don't like the war from any st- from any standpoint. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to understand what's going on. And mm-hmm. understand that those of us who talk about it, um, we're trying to piece together a puzzle. We're not a fly on the wall in the Kremlin. We're piecing together pieces of a puzzle, yeah. and it's very, very difficult to understand what's going on. So was this a made-up coup? I think there's some evidence of that. Mm-hmm. Is Putin stronger or weaker as a result of this? I think he's probably I think he's probably a bit stronger. But there are other things going on in the ground. I'll try to cover in a in a midweek update about this that uh, it, it's a mess over there. It mm. is just a complete mess. And people are dying. People are being yes. destroyed in the meat grinder of war. Mm-hmm. And this is the wars and rumors of wars that we're seeing. And the question is, are we going to end up in a world war? I think we're already in a world war. And it's operating on cyber and all kinds of different levels. China's threatening Taiwan. I think we need to be very careful of this fall, particularly. I think things could happen this fall that are pretty way beyond anything we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. I'm not being a prophet. I'm just saying that's sort of the trend that I see. Mm-hmm. John, you mentioned also uh, in, on your Sunday update, there is a documentary uh, Wall Street Journal put together called Shadow Men, and I thought it was very interesting about who the Wagner Group is. Regardless of what they're up to, I think this provides some excellent background. They are not just over there. They are on other continents, and I think uh, I would recommend it. We watched it last night. I would, Shadow Men, it's on YouTube, Wall Street Journal. Mm. Yep, you can watch that, and I, I would highly recommend it because uh, they're they're the private army of Russia, and how strong they are now. Some of them are being subsumed into the Russian army because of this coup thing. But there you have uh, Shoy, uh, uh, the guy, the head of the Wagner group is now Belarus, which has tactical nukes. And there was this report that the Lukashenko uh, on some of the telegram channels that follow this saying that, you know, the, the tactical nukes that we have are now under the control of a private army. Now, is that under the control of the Wagner group or somebody else? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's all very concerning. And there's a lot of threats going back and forth. Uh, Putin just did a big thing at the Kremlin a, a few hours ago. And he had Shoigu, the minister of defense, who everybody said was going to be forced to resign. He was standing right there, sitting right there in the crowd when Putin was speaking in the courtyard of the Kremlin. So it's... <laughs> You know, whatever people think is going to happen, it can change in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, 20 minutes or less. it's very difficult to understand. And that's that's mm-hmm. the fog of war. And unfortunately, I think that that's the kind of world we're going to live in until the Lord returns mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. And I, look, I look forward to that. So I know you need to know where you're going if something happens to you. Yeah, you know? amen. Destination. Be in the Lord. That's And yes. be in the Word of God. That's going to be your anchor because it's going to be very difficult 
with artificial intelligence and everything to figure out what's real and what's not real. Right. That what they say about artificial intelligence is that the best thing it does is create this information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a danger, too. There's so much social media and there's so much that Christians want to latch on to, but in instant analysis is not a good idea at this point. So, John, where can people get that video of you uh, jogging with uh, Eric Liddell on the beaches of <laughs> well, Scotland? Well, I haven't put it... I, I don't <laughs> I'm know kidding. if I'm going to put it up yet. I, I have to get the approval of my wife. I, it's right. in my face. It's in a messenger... Uh, Message oh, my, uh, Facebook hey, message. brother, love you. You are a blessing, and thanks for your time today. Thank you so much. God bless. Yeah, thanks, All right. John. We've got Usama Dakdok tomorrow, Andy Woods Thursday, Gary Kaw Friday, and then July already, and then J.B. Hickson on Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in, friends. Never a shortage of things yeah. to discuss, right, Mayor? Yes. All right, guys. Well, God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.